This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. A mob of angry liberals more powerful than the militaries of most countries on Earth. When they get loud, when they start screaming, when they start calling for boycotts, corporations, even governments tumble. Whatever you want, they will do. No matter how crazy the agenda, case in point, the transgender agenda. And today is Transgender Day of Visibility. Did you know that? This is the day, I mean, talk about overexposure. It has been their decade. They won't stop with this. I think it's because governments and especially corporations and corporations pay the politicians, don't they? They live in fear. They live in fear. Uh, corporate types, let's face it, uh, the ones who rise to the top, they play corporate politics, office politics very, very well. The last thing you want to do is have anybody talking about you on the Internet in a bad way. So who likes to be on the Internet? Liberals. What do they like? Transgender stuff. They get really loud and then corporations get really scared. And we can show you hundreds, thousands of more hours just like this. Now, in a normal country, in a healthy country, those folks would be considered the bad guys. But in today's upside down world, they are what? Social and sexual justice warriors, whatever they call themselves. And what do corporations do? They overreact, they overcompensate, and they do whatever the hell the mob wants. Again, these people who work at these corporations, they are risk averse. They're not particularly talented. They play the game. They play the game. Here's a guy who used to be the head of Disney. He's still very influential in Hollywood. Bob Iger He's not known for his creativity, but he does play the game, the corporate game, the political game. Which way is the wind blowing? That's where you find Bob and his friends. A lot of these issues are not necessarily political. It's about right and wrong. So I happen to feel, and I tweeted a, an opinion about the don't say gay bill in Florida. To me, it wasn't politics. It was what is right and what is wrong. And that just seemed wrong. It seemed potentially harmful to kids. 
When you're dealing with right and wrong, or when you're dealing with something that does have a profound impact on your business, then I just think you have, you'd have to do what is right and not worry about the potential backlash to it. Oh, yeah, right. He was worried about the potential backlash of not going with the woke left. That silly tweet he was talking about. He's either too lazy or dumb to read the bill itself because the bill, as you know, as we've gone over and we will go over, it's pretty straightforward. It takes care of children. It takes care of parents right to parent their own kids. Um, I guess he's listening to too much fake news. I do want to ask you about Florida's uh, don't say gay bill. Uh, your, your husband, Chaston, is speaking out against the legislation. He, he says in particular uh, that it could lead to more suicides among L- LGBTQ youth. President Biden has slammed the bill as well. In your view, is this dangerous legislation? See how um, one sided that was? They didn't tell you anything about what the legislation actually is. They gave you the liberal misnomer, uh, said some crazy talking point that it would lead to more suicides. Let's talk about what the bill really is. And anybody can access it. It's seven pages long, not hard to read. The Parental Rights in Education Bill. And when you come right down to it, it's about age-appropriate sex education and parents being informed, okay? Classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three. Fine. Uh, notifies a student's parent if change in student's well-being reinforces fundamental rights for parental decisions concerning their children. Uh, where's the controversy, huh? I mean, how is this a problem? And we should talk for a moment why they came up with this bill. There was a problem in Florida. There still is. This is going to help. Too many students were having, maybe being co-opted, maybe being coerced, maybe being indoctrinated by teachers into radical, irreversible decisions that could affect the rest of their lives. Local family claims Clay County school leaders held secret meetings with their child over gender identity confusion. Or their uh, attempted suicide by um, hanging herself um, in one of the bathrooms um, of the school. The father says his daughter attempted suicide after a gender identity crisis, but he claims he never knew because his daughter was having secret meetings with a school guidance counselor. When I see what the Lee County school system is doing regarding LG, uh, LGBTQ and transgender issues, it troubles me greatly. Our youth don't need this kind of confusing genderism in the formative years of life. The one thing that gets me is in the code of conduct, conduct it states all faculty, staff, students, should feel empowered to be open about their sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression at school. I have a six-year-old in first grade. No one in this room has my permission to talk about your sexual orientation with my six-year-old daughter. In September of 2020, my daughter told me after school she had a meeting with school officials that was held behind closed doors where they asked her which restroom she wanted to use. We learned the middle school had created a transgender gender non-conforming support plan with our 13-year-old daughter without our knowledge or consent. This is a problem, and the bill aims to fix that problem. Now, whose side do you think Joe Biden is on in all of this? The parents you just heard from or the left, those corporations, Hollywood? Easy question, right? To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility,
I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. Did he say your president sees you and in the image of God? Well, the Bible says what the Bible says. And Joe seems to be out of line once again with the religion he claims to follow. Next. But we know it's hard when there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. He's simply lying again. Comes very easy to him. We've shown you all the clips he's been doing it his entire life. I guess in a way, this really is his moment. The left needs him to lie on the biggest stage ever. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems, everywhere, simply everywhere. Wow, everywhere. All those categories he just mentioned. We're gonna have transgender Everywhere. Can we go through the categories, please? I heard something about, uh, yeah, the classroom, playing field, work, military, housing, healthcare. Yeah, classroom and military. They concern me the most. I'll start with uh, the military, the Pentagon. Now, fighting our nation's wars and getting ready for those wars full time, that's hard enough. We have clogged the Pentagon, clogged the military with all this diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. It is undermining our national security. There are only so many hours in the day and we saddle them with all of these nonsense, make left-wing lunatics feel good because we're doing it. And this isn't just something you see on political talk shows. This is happening in the rank and file of that building right there, the Pentagon and all the facilities throughout all of the DOD, Department of Defense. Take a look at the, they broke her out today, her, the top transgender officer in the Air Force. Today was her day. Uh, Brie is also the uh, one of the highest ranking transgender service members in the military and is the highest ranking transgender service member in the Department of the Air Force. So thank you so much for joining us. Brie, her name is Brie, or the officer's name is is Brie. Let's hear from Brie. It's going really well. It's an amazing opportunity to be part of something where we can help set the process that allows us to remain ahead of our adversaries in space. What we really want to do is be able to make fast and accurate decisions so that there is never a day without space that our joint force depends on so badly. This is not about readiness. This is not about uh, decision making in space. This is about what you're seeing right there, an opportunity to show off a transgender person in the ranks. Maybe it's intentionally designed to make me upset because I served in the military and it actually does make me upset because what she says next, where she gets her pride, where she gets her sense of mission, what makes her special, isn't the uniform, isn't the common cause, it's whatever's happening downstairs.
You are an inspiration to many, right? Uh, you are breaking barriers. And um, it's important, though, for us, I think, for everyone to understand kind of what motivates you, right? What keeps you, what inspires you, what keeps you motivated? You know, what really keeps me motivated is the people that are going to come after us. Some people have called me a trailblazer in some of the things that I do, and that's something I really embrace. Because what that means is that it's not about me. It's about the fact that the road behind me is now paved. And the generation coming after us has an easier chance to make it to where I've made it, to make it where so many others have made it. But then they've got the time and the energy to go further. To go further. If you listen closely to that person's answer, it's not about the airman uh, the officer leads. It's not about her fellow airmen or soldiers or anything like that. Seems to be about children. She's most excited. She gets her inspiration by what's coming next, the, the next generation. That's a problem, actually. And this is a problem, too. Joe said everywhere. Did you catch that? Everywhere. And they break out uh, Brie. So I guess next is uh, outer space, right? Outer space. Uh, you know, we're going to go back to the moon. NASA is very uh, proud that we're going to have the first woman and person of color on the moon pretty soon. NASA will update its website and talk about the next transgender individual to be on the moon. Most disturbingly, the president of the United States has this to say about children's health. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. What does he know about that? Nothing. Zero. <laughs> Safe and healthy, affirming your child's gender identity. So according to him, a child, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old who determines they are uh, some other gender, that's good. And affirming that, that's the way. It's not. Of course it's not. Uh, it shouldn't be making these decisions until they're an adult. And I'm backed up by some pretty high-level professionals. There is a psychiatrist by the name of Dr. Paul McHugh at Johns Hopkins, no less. He lobbied his university, where he's still a staff member, to ban sex change operations. And they did it 40 years ago. They terminated them because he realized it's actually a psychological disorder, not a physical disorder. He said it was like, say you have a 14-year-old girl who is convinced she's too fat. So she becomes an anorexic and goes to the doctor and says, oh, you think you're skinny? Okay, let's put you on a diet and get you on some exercise to make you be exactly what you want to be. Made no sense. No sense at all. And it still doesn't make sense. He's since been overridden. But in my book, he's a hero, Dr. Paul McHugh. Stay with us. We're going to check in on Joe Biden's granddaughter, who he never talks about. He has a granddaughter who he has not acknowledged. Isn't that sad? Stay with us. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view? And it's actually funny. You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app, and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms.
And Joe, once again, gets a great big fat pass from the mainstream media. Uh, so he talked about how committed he is to lowering gas prices and another ridiculous announcement about the strategic petroleum reserve. He doesn't know what he's doing, how to handle it. He doesn't know what it's for. But gas prices, you wouldn't have to worry about them if only you drove electric. Under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. If your home is powered by safer, cheaper, cleaner electricity like solar or heat pumps, you can save about $500 a month on average. All right. Now, let's stick with the car. That's a little over $900 a year. You could save if you had an electric car. Electric cars cost about $55,000 on average. The numbers don't quite work out, do they, as far as savings? And Joe, for all the cars he has, and he has a lot, as well as a lot of homes, does not own an electric car. How about that? Um, Hey, when it comes to these rising gas prices, just remember, Joe Biden He's been there, too. He knows what it's like to sweat these costs. I know how much it hurts. As you've heard me say before, I grew up in a family like many of you, where the price of a gallon of gasoline went up. It was discussion at the kitchen table. Really? (laughs) That's good. The RNC actually spotted this. So we did a little research ourselves as well. So let's say uh, Joe Biden started sitting around the kitchen table and having conversations when he's about four years old. That's in 1945-46 or so, okay? All the way up until when he leaves home. That would be in 1960. The prices, uh, the price of gas doesn't change, all right? Essentially, it stays the same. Joe lies because, well, it comes naturally to him. Whatever sounds good in the moment, he will say gas prices were not a thing around the Biden family table. All right. Also, Joe is going to tell big business how to operate. I love this. Look, I'm a capitalist. I have no problem with corporations turning to good profit. But companies have an obligation that goes beyond just their shareholders to their customers, their communities and their country. No American company should take advantage of a pandemic or Vladimir Putin's actions to enrich themselves at the expense of American families. Of course not. Of course not. We don't think so. But Joe then starts giving all kinds of prescriptions on how CEOs should reinvest and when they should reinvest and when they should take profits. Joe has never, ever worked in the private sector. Take a look at his life history. He spent two years as a lawyer in Wilmington from the age of 25 to 27 until he got into politics, huh? The guy knows literally nothing about this stuff. Talk about never having met a payroll. Ooh, and also never having met one of his own grandchildren. So Joe talks about six of his grandkids. He only puts six stockings up at the White House uh, uh, fireplace, the mantle. Six for six grandkids. He only talks about six grandkids, but he has seven. He actually has seven grandchildren. I feel so bad about that. Joe won't acknowledge the seventh grandchild. How many of you have been unable to hug your grandkids? 
in the last seven months? I got six of them. No, you have seven of them. You have not acknowledged her. Your son, the father, Hunter, has not acknowledged her. But a judge has, and Hunter Biden's paying for that grandchild. Yes, Hunter had um, an interlude with a young woman in Washington, D.C., and Navy Roberts was born nine months later. Hunter refused to live up to his um, obligations, but paternity was established, and a judge in Arkansas, Arkansas confirmed that Hunter was, in fact, the father. And that little child is growing up without a father, and that's pretty sad. And it's really sad, actually, and it's kind of incredible that Joe Biden gets away with talking about his six grandkids on the international stage, but he actually has seven. Joe should live up to his responsibilities as well. All right. We have to talk about the Karen craze, the Karen situation. Now, this is a very, very unfair hateful movement to brand, well, white women who dare stick up for themselves, who dare not shy away from a confrontation where they're in the right to, yeah, just be an equal member of society. If you do that and you're white, they may label you a Karen. And you know who loves doing it? White women, actually. (laughs) It's all an effort to control the way they think, the way they behave, and the way they vote. Do we think the president still has that sort of, I wouldn't call it the silent majority, but would would we say that he still has that voting base or given all that's happened, I'm looking at you suburban white women, does he still have their vote? Ooh, you suburban white women. Now, what was the sin of suburban white women that uh, she's referring to? They voted for Trump in 2016. This was an organized campaign to shame them and to let them know if you step out of line, you're vulnerable and will cancel you. I think this had a real chilling effect and a lot of people fell for it. I understand they they did it from fear and boy, they were relentless. When you're a white woman and you're a Republican, there's just certain stuff culturally that you don't know jack bleep about. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's something coming from her, isn't it? So you get canceled, you get hassled for, like this woman, a stranger enters her building, she wants to know who he is, and she gets fired, she gets cyberbullied by half the planet. How about the next one? Uh, ooh, she was upset that some strangers showed up at the community pool. That's, quite frankly, a problem. Next, we have this. Oh, she was kind of flipped out, and who wouldn't be? Because some guy was drawing all over the sidewalk. You know, in certain neighborhoods, that's not considered too cool. And how about this one? Oh, possibly the most infamous, and I feel so sorry for her because so many people lied about this story. There was a man who was threatening her dog. And in New York, you know, these women, they grow so, and men too, We grow up so attached, but especially single women in this city and their dogs, it's like they're children. And nobody reported it, even though the guy said it, he even put it on his Facebook page, he threatened her dog and she flipped out, called the cops. She got canceled. She said it was a black man who threatened her dog. You know what happens when you call 911 and you say somebody's threatening you? The first thing they want to know is, what is the race of the person? They need a description. She just gave the information a little bit prematurely. 
and now her life is over. And the Karen culture craze, whatever, it's totally pure, it's totally righteous, and it continues. To all you Karens watching at home, please make a list for your white Santa and pray to your white Jesus for a life, please. Because we're out here living our best ones, fighting on the front lines to preserve democracy, taking up space at the highest levels of government. The Karendemic and everything that's been happening. We highlight Karenicity as a behavioral construct here because Karenism is dangerous. Social media is dubbing them Karens. Now the angry woman is being dubbed a Karen. I'm not allowed to behave in the way that these crazy Karens are behaving. What is being a Karen? You know, weaponizing victimhood. Uh, and you know who falls for this more than anybody? Corporations. Oh, boy. They fire these people as soon as uh, some of those folks go online and start saying, "Ooh, I was offended. Ooh, somebody yelled at me. Ooh, I felt racial heat. Corporations cave. They don't ask questions. They just fire people. We got to be tougher. We got to support each other. People of all races. We got to be a little bit more like these people, actually, like Governor DeSantis. OK, this guy, look at his Twitter feed. Half the country bullies him. And you know what? It's like rain. It doesn't bother him. It's no big deal. Same goes for Chappelle, the trans community. You name it. Everybody seems to be at war with this guy but he still thrives, he still succeeds. Now, it might be easy for them, they're rich and famous, but uh, I think there's something we can learn from these folks. How about Marjorie Taylor Greene? She's always at war, but she doesn't let it stop her. And most of all, Donald Trump. How is this guy still walking, huh? Walking and winning. Yes, maybe they've got the financial uh, wherewithal to survive the mob, and many of us don't. We gotta think about that. But I do find their example inspiring. So much we can learn from them, especially Trump. Coming back, what is happening to Putin's top generals? They are all disappearing. They were too afraid to give him bad news. Eric Bowling is back, and he's fighting big media, woke politics, and cancel culture. Every afternoon, Eric's new The Balance tells the truth and exposes the big lies. Watch Eric Bowling every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Now we're seeing Putin trying to follow through on his plan. But it is failing. And even though we believe Putin's advisors are afraid to tell him the truth, What's going on and the extent of these misjudgments must be crystal clear to the regime. It increasingly looks like Putin has massively misjudged the situation. We've seen Russian soldiers, short of weapons and morale, refusing to carry out orders, sabotaging their own equipment, and even accidentally shooting down their own aircraft. Wow, does not sound good. That's from the UK Intel chief. And did you hear what he said? Uh, Putin's advisors, especially the generals, are afraid to tell Putin the truth. Where have you seen that before? Sometimes it happens, um, well, in all parts of life. Now, take a look at this guy, Sergei Shigoy. He was the defense minister. Uh, no one has seen him in about a month. Uh, wasn't doing the job very well. He had a background in construction, not in the military. Putin made him a top guy because of his loyalty. 
wasn't returned. Uh, Sergey is gone. I guess we hope he's okay, but uh, I don't know. All right, we have this in the news as well. Caitlyn Jenner will be working at Fox News. Uh, she is going to be a contributor. Uh, what is her area of expertise? It's been a long time since she was in the Olympics. Uh, look, I met her once, actually has some interesting ideas, ran for governor, but wasn't really all that serious about it. The thing that I appreciate here is that Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce, of course, um, is not forcing the transgender issue on anybody, okay? This was, this is like the last thing I think she wants to talk about. Caitlyn, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, when she did her transition, she was 65 years old? Yeah, 65 years old. It was her business, she did it. She's not cool with Leah Thomas, the transition um, swimmer over there at UPenn. She doesn't think children should be talking about this. She made the decision as an adult, and it was a rough life at times. So Bruce Jenner is? Uh, Bruce Jenner is, um, I would say I've always been very confused with my gender identity since I was this big. I look at it this way. Bruce, always telling a lie. He's lived a lie his whole life about who he is. And um, I, I can't do that any longer. So made the decision as an adult, a full grown advance. That's a, not kids, all right? It's a free country. You can do what you want, but not to children. Fair enough. It should be. It should be. And now this. It's matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter, of course, but not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says. They only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. But black lives do matter. The life of 26-year-old Peter Panthier of Queens, New York, he was gunned down at point-blank range uh, Saturday night in the city. Take a look at this surveillance video. They seem to know each other, and then bam, just like that. They're just walking together, and then the guy shoots him. A person ran away. They're still looking for him. He was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital, Peter was. New York crime is currently up 58% since last year. Peter Panthier, he was just 26 years old. So much of life ahead. Shame. We'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Yeah, Transgender Day of Visibility, March 31st. Seems more like today and every day it's been transgender decade of visibility, if you ask me. This is being totally overblown and hyped. Even uh, on this day, Joe Biden felt the need to make a presidential proclamation about all of this. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Once again, Joe does not know a lick about what he's talking about. And the visibility, not just today, every day. Uh, did you see this from Austin, Texas? The public schools 
pushing it, pushing it, and pushing it on children. Look, it's a free country, and when you're an adult, of course, you can do whatever you want. But why the emphasis on kids? I'd like to bring back one of our favorite people here, Brandon Strzok. He's the founder of the Walk Away Campaign, a political activist and commentator, formerly a Democrat, um, now a conservative, openly gay. He uh, was there on January 6th, and he's being given a real hard time by the government. Brandon, sorry to put that all in there, but I feel like a little <laughs> bit of quite a bio. What's that? <laughs> That was quite a bio. Brandon, listen, you're an important voice. You know how I feel about you. But um, can I ask you this? Yeah. Why are they emphasizing children? I, real, I don't understand it. Why so much attention on the kids? Well, I think that there's a number of reasons right now. First of all, it's a manufactured crisis. Uh, this, particularly if we look at the Florida bill, 1557, what they've adopted as the don't say gay bill, which, of course, is not that whatsoever. Uh, the Democrats are doing terribly right now. We're going into a midterm election, and so they have to manufacture a crisis. Why children in particular? I think it's because the LGBT community uh, is being governed by what I call the oppression industry. This is These are groups like the Human Rights Campaign. If you look at the black community, uh, the NAACP, these are so-called civil rights organizations who have run out of things to be upset about. Uh, if you talk about racism or homophobia, uh, these are commodities for which there is a lot of demand, but very little supply for these organizations. So now they have to turn their, in order to say, oh, we're so oppressed, we're so oppressed, uh, please send us money, please send us money. They have to turn their attention towards children. And also it's got a, a kind of a dual added benefit of, once you start telling five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds about radical gender uh, ideology and telling them that anybody who opposes this is a bigot, well, guess what? You're basically turning schools into training camps for little leftists and progressives who are eventually going to vote for uh, the Democrat Party. Brandon, that is fascinating. Thank you. Uh, you figured it out. Very like that. That's it. I, uh, that's part I, of it. I, well, I, 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 the financial incentive. Why are corporations going along with this so they're so easily manipulated? I, I put forward earlier they're afraid of the mob and they're not used to criticism. The guy who gets to become CEO, you know, he, he can't be uh, very prominent on the Internet for the wrong reason. So they'll do anything to not be the subject of an Internet frenzy. Right. And if you look at something like Disney right now, I mean, this is one of the most ludicrous examples we've seen of somebody not identifying with their target audience. I mean, again, this goes back. This really all started with the Florida bill, HB 1557, which is called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. This is a bill that essentially is saying that teachers, educational institutions don't have the right to keep secrets from parents. So uh, you, people shouldn't be uh, encouraging children to take puberty blockers or en encouraging children to say uh, that they can choose one of 87 different genders and then they don't have to tell their parents about that. So you've got the most family-friendly supposed, supposedly organization in the world saying that they're going to side with gender radicals uh, instead of parents of children who have institutionalized or who have uh, who have uh, patronized this company, the Disney organization, for generations? Uh, it's it's insane, and it makes absolutely no sense, and it, it's going to blow up in their faces. I don't think that we're going to find overwhelmingly that most parents are going to want their children tuning into content uh, that has an increasing push towards what they're calling. 
queerness. And let me just tell you, as a gay man, I find that term to be really disgusting. So, I mean, if, what you say is logical. So why do we have top executives just diving in? Uh, what, you know, dollars and cents, what do you say makes sense? Is it fear? Is it, I just don't understand, like, the, the uh, aggressiveness, how they've embraced this so much. All I can tell you is that, again, this sort of seems to be the, the new narrative of the left of bigotry. And it's about following trends, just like when we saw with, you know, what happened with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. This is this this Florida bill is kind of their new George Floyd moment in a way. It's become a trend and it's become very big money, I think, to say uh, the big bad Republicans are being bigoted again. The big bad Republicans are picking on minority communities. But again, they don't have any real justification to claim that they're being oppressed. Uh, the George Floyd incident had nothing to do with racism or, or prevalent white supremacy in this country, just as the Florida bill has nothing to do with any rise of homophobia or transphobia in this country. They had to actually manufacture this crisis. And then they know that if they try to push and show people, oh, look how woke we are, look, look how modern and with the times we are pushing back against the big bad conservatives, that somehow this is going to uh, have a positive impact on their, their bottom line. And it's not. Uh, I really think in this instance, it's going to blow up in their face. We've been seeing it for the last year or two. The effect w when you mess with yeah. parents and when you mess with children, it's not a good area to get into. And I think Disney's about to find that out the hardest of possible ways. I only have about 30 seconds left. LGBTQ. Now it's IA plus LGBTQ. And I hear about the LGBTQ community as if everybody who's LGBTQ must think the same way. I, that doesn't sound at all logical. That doesn't seem right. I'd like to get your perspective on that, because if you were part of the you know what I mean, I mean, you're conservative and you're gay. It just I am. <laughs> why do they say this? Why do they put it that way? They're trying and a lot of folks buy it. Corporations buy it. Oh, you're gay. Oh, you're lesbian. You must think or vote a certain way. Right. Well, again, they have to keep adding letters to the acronym because this is the way that they can right. keep this oppression industry in business. Nobody cares anymore if you're lesbian, gay, bisexual, or even transgender. It's not an issue for anybody. So they have to keep making up gender radical identities. They have to keep making up make-believe uh, conditions yeah. so that they can say, oh, they're, they're pushing back on us. Look how bigoted they are. Send us money. Send us money. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I don't buy into any of it. Neither should anyone else. And stop. Don't even acknowledge anything after the T. There is no such thing as the QIA2 plus or anything else. <laughs> LGBT is more than enough. OK, OK, we got it. I, more I than like enough. that. Brandon Strzok. Uh, uh, sorry, Brandon Strzok. Don't forget the A, though, when you go to his website. It's pronounced Brandon Strzok, but Brandon Strzok, uh, dot com. Thank you, sir. Very, very much. Great to see you, Greg. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. It seems pretty clear that Hunter Biden was uh, trading on his father's name to make a lot of money. We know the FBI has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop, that the contents of it are his. This is a very real, very substantial investigation of potentially serious federal crimes. We are seeing federal prosecutors in Delaware do exactly what you would expect to see. <laughs> what? I all that stuff is baseless. It's all been debunked. Of course it has. And we believe the story when we heard it last uh, 2020, the fall of 2020. 
Rudy Giuliani was right. Take a look. Now they're finally acknowledging it. The Washington Post. Yes, they're reporting finally on Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, the New York Times finally. Oh, we verified the laptop a year and a half later. Why are they doing this? A lot of us think they're about to indict Hunter Biden. Could it go higher? It should go higher, we believe. I'd like to bring in the expert, the man who really is responsible <laughs> for bringing that laptop to uh, public attention. Uh, at least part of the public, you, they were really working against you, former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back, Mr. Mayor. Do you feel vindicated? Thank you, Greg. I do. I, I mean, I feel vindicated, but I don't feel very good about it. It's way too little. They're still lying completely and uh, too late. I mean, this determined a presidential election. The people who did it should be prosecuted for conspiracy to defraud the American people. They did it on purpose, and they are leaving out the most important part of it because they're trying to make Hunter Biden the fall guy. They want uh, Sammy the Bull to go to jail, but not John Gotti. The, the, the top of this conspiracy, the top of this racketeering enterprise is Joe Biden. And they leave out the text of uh, Christmas Day 2018 to his daughter, in which Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden writes to his daughter that he, for 30 years, has been giving 50% to his father and taking care of all the family obligations. Now, if he's getting money because he's selling his father's influence, he's also paying his father for getting money for selling his father's influence. And that makes it the crime of bribery. When you do it multiple times, based on an understanding, as, yeah. as expressed by him, that is a perfect racketeering influence corrupt organization act violation, something I am more familiar with than probably anybody in this country. Of course, of and, course. We uh, saw you do it in New York City. Mr. Mayor, let me ask you this. And believe me, I'm a, <laughs> I, I think this does go right to Joe Biden. And uh, but let me ask you this. You mentioned the text message to the daughter in and of itself. That's not you'd have to get more evidence, correct? You'd have to get the financials because he could just be, you know, potentially boasting to his daughter, lying to his daughter. To me, that is an indicator, and we'd have to get more evidence, of which I have no doubt it exists. So do me a favor. Put that text message in perspective for us. Okay. You'd ha a prosecutor would have to back it up with the financials as well, correct? No, no doubt about it. So we can go back, we can go back to, um, well, we go back to the, the money laundering case in 2016 in which the Biden crime family got $3.2 million uh, wandered from uh, Ukraine to Latvia, Latvia to Croatia, Croatia to the United States, with a notation, $900,000 for Joe. Uh, we could uh, look at uh, many, many records, uh, some of them detailed in Miranda Devine's book, of uh, many unusual expenses paid for by Hunter Biden, like the tuition of his sister, like the... Um, like the entire uh, re rehab of his house. Uh, we can go to the contract with the Chinese communists in which he gets an additional 10% for, for the big guy. We can go to the testimony of Bobolinsky, who would testify that that's all true. Uh, there are about 20 different pieces of evidence that show uh, financial benefits going directly to Joe Biden. And by the way, this is what's called in the law an admission. This is a this this is a, this is an admissible piece of evidence 
It's a very, very powerful piece of evidence. Yeah. And you usually don't get a conspiracy that's written out or spelled out this clearly. I never had one like this before. And Mr. Let me Mayor, also tell you that, if you were yeah. in that courtroom, no doubt, no doubt you could secure it. I know you have the abilities as a lawyer. I just I hope I hope this case continues. I hope it doesn't just go away. I know. And thank you for your work on this. You very few have sacrificed as much as you have um, for our country, including those who've served in the military. Mr. Mayor, we appreciate it very much. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for covering it. Great. OK, we'll be right back. There's going to be a Trump rally this weekend. You're going to want to watch. Thanks a lot for watching this show. Stinchfield is next, and I'll be back tomorrow.